Welcome to Our Love Ministries, where we are Holy Spirit-led. My name is Claire Carter, and I'm your host on this journey of becoming a disciple of Christ. Shabbat Shalom to you. Peace on this Sabbath day. We will continue with the understanding of who the Holy Spirit is within. So let's go to the Father in prayer. Father God, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for allowing us to sleep and rest our bodies, to wake up, to feel refreshed and renewed in who you are inside of us. We just thank you so much for dwelling here with us on this podcast. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. You are welcome in our vessels, in our homes, in our minds, and in our hearts. Father God, we ask that you just allow us to be away from any distractions that you just keep every and all distractions away from us so we can receive this message you have for us today thank you jesus for your love and for your blood in jesus mighty name amen so understanding who the holy spirit is within part two (laughs) now that we understand what we need to rid ourselves of so last week we spoke about ridding and how do we kill the flesh Not that we physically take part in cutting ourselves uh, to remove our flesh off or God forbid killing ourselves, but speaking of removing sin from our life, that is ridding of the flesh. We discussed um, the different sins. So now that we understand that we need to rid ourselves of adultery and fornication, uncleanliness, lavishness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, rivalry, unforgiveness, pride, sloth, greed, gluttony, sexual immortality, lust, and extortioning. Now that we learned all about those last week, so if you need more information about what the the meaning to those are and how they're broken down so we really understand, such as witchcraft. Well, what do you mean witchcraft? You know, I don't have a magic wand. I'm not saying abracadabra. Right, but speaking to spirits and deceptive practice and manipulation and horoscopes and fortune telling. Now, all these things are explained in our last podcast of uh, understanding who the Holy Spirit is within. So I highly recommend that you go back and listen to that podcast so you can understand the breakdown of sin so we're fully aware so now we need to look at what we need to still fill ourselves with so now that we've rid ourselves of the flesh now that we we we've taken everything out we've laid it all to god so first and foremost we need to go to god ask for forgiveness rid ourselves of all these things that we have committed against jesus that we have committed against ourselves that we have committed against others we go to god and ask for repentance repentance means to turn away and not go back from what you were doing before So once we have given the idolatry up to God, once we have said, Lord God, I've been committing idolatry, I've been placing my family before you, I've been placing my job before you, I've been placing my home or my vehicle or my relationship or my money or I've been worshiping other things other than you, God. I have a altar set in my home that I've been looking to Buddha and, and not to you. So Lord, you know, I, I'm ridding myself of these things. I will no longer have idolatry over these things. I will no longer worship something other than you. 
and we give that to God and we lay it at his feet and you throw that Buddha away and you throw that altar away and you throw that um, rosary away because those are things that you're placing as something that's going to give you power and strength and, and help that they have zero power, zero strength, and zero help because they're not living, they're not alive. And so when we look to God, he's living, he's alive, and he can help and do those things. So we place those other things aside. We release all those things to God, ask for forgiveness, and we leave it alone. We throw that stuff away and don't turn back. So he is such a loving God and wants us to turn from our ways. There are times when we don't even know that we are committing these sins. That's why reading the word of God and coming together in a Bible study, we can learn of these things to understand right from wrong and learn to live a life for God. Because some people didn't know that witchcraft is reading your horoscopes daily and looking to the horoscopes for your answers, fortune telling, that manipulation coming out of your mouth to manipulate somebody to gain your way with someone for purposefully um, trying to deceive them that's witchcraft and and if you don't know these things and you don't know that you have committed a sin that's why it's so important to read god's word to be like oh wow to have the bible study for witchcraft to be broken down oh wow i didn't know i was doing that lord god i'm sorry and now we can live a fulfilled life in him because that bondage of sin is no longer holding us down that chain is no longer linked from us to that sin it's broken it is broken so now we understand these things and we know right from wrong and now we're going to know how to live a life for god to live a prosperous life to live an abundant life to live a happy and joyful and good life so now that we purge from the sin in our lives we must fill ourselves up so there is no room for sin to get in so what happens once we purge of the sin once we purge of this uh, rebelliousness, once we purge of this strife, once we purge of this unforgiveness, once all that is out, we're empty. There's nothing there. And so what happens is the devil likes to come back and fill you up with even more sins. Maybe it'll be gambling this time. Maybe it'll be um, adultery this time. Maybe it'll be something else, another sin, uncleanness. And what we need to do then once we pour everything out to God, we ask God to come in. And we've spoken about this before. If you've heard other podcasts about how we do an exchange with God. Okay, Lord, I'm going to give you my hatred. I'm going to give you my hatred. I don't want it anymore. I want a release of that. I want that chain broken. I want to lay this down at your feet. And he goes, okay, my child. So now I'm going to take your hatred and I'm going to give you love. And then he replaces us with love. He replaces us with joy. So there are nine attributes of a person living in accord with the Holy Spirit. So God fills us with that. He says, okay, I'm taking this out and now I'm going to replace it with this. So now that we have all these things out of you, I'm going to place inside of you love and joy, peace. So joy is confidence that everything is going to be all right. We already know what love is. Now, the love that God gives you, though, is a love beyond all understanding. It's not a love that you get here on earth, a love from a child. Yes, that's a beautiful, sweet love, beautiful, sweet love. It's very similar to that type of love that God gives you, that that unconditional. I would do anything for my child. I would do anything. I would lay my life down for my child. That's the type of love that God has for us because we are his children. 
and that's what he has done he has laid his life down for us you protect them right you make sure your children are protected they have what they need so the lord does all those things with us all those things and so he fills us with love he takes out all the bad we give up all the bad we give it up to him he says okay give it to me i'm taking it and i'm throwing it in the sea as far as the east is from the west and then he says, I'll fill you with love. I'll fill you with joy, joyous confidence that everything is going to be all right. So you see people walking around with happy faces and they're excited. And sometimes it bothers people like, why are you always so happy? And you say, because I love the Lord. I know that everything's going to be all right. Yeah, but you, you just lost your job. That's okay. I'm filled with the love of God and I'm filled with the joy of God. Uh, and that is confidence knowing that everything's going to be all right. And you have that joy that no one can take away. Happiness and joy are two different things. Happiness is an emotion and a feeling. Joy is confidence. See, that happiness can be taken away right away. So you have $20 in your hand. Okay, you're broken up in a 10, 5, 5 ones. And then all of a sudden you're like, woohoo, got $20. And all of a sudden, one of the kids come and say, Mom, I need lunch money. So you give them $5. All right. And you're like, oh man. All right, now I'll have $15 left. I had 20 and then another kid comes up and says, hey mom, hey mom, I need uh, $10 for the after school, uh, whatever we're doing. And then you like, or your field trip. All right, then you give them the $10 and you're like, man, I'm only left with $5. So you were happy right there for a moment because you had an extra $20 and now you're left with five. So the happiness has depleted. But see, when you have joy, it's confidence that everything's going to be all right. So you're like, all right, cool. Y'all take that. Y'all take that. I'm good. Look, I got $5 left, so I'm going to go buy me an ice cream cone. <laughs> you have that joy. So peace and long-suffering. Long-suffering is patience. That means patience. Long-suffering means patience. So the Lord is going to fill you up with peace that you don't have to worry about things anymore. That you have a stillness in your life of of sereneness it's it's peace and and you don't have to worry about anything so you have the love the joy where you know everything's going to be all right that peace that god gives you beyond all understanding it says in his word and he gives you patience he gives you gentleness so he'll take away your um, anxiousness he'll take away your um, frustrations and your antsiness and he'll give you patience and he'll say don't worry my child you don't have to be antsy you don't have to worry you don't have to stress here let me give you patience and for you to know that everything's going to be all right calm down gentleness he gives us goodness faith faith is substance of things hoped for evidence of things not seen he'll give us meekness that means he'll make us humble he'll make us teachable and humble He'll make us have temperance, which means self-control, emotional restraint. And that's something that a lot of us lack is self-control. We get so caught up in a situation. We have no self-control. Well, ah! And then afterwards you're looking like, what in the world did I just do? We have no self-control, whether it's through anger, whether it's through spending money, whether it's through making good or bad choices. Zero self-control. You don't have emotional restraint. And that's what the Lord can give you. He can give you that. So the Lord gives us these things and it tells us in Galatians 5, 20 through 2 through 26. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, such as there is no law. And they that are Christ 
have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. And if, excuse me, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. That's in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 26. And the Lord's telling us, let us not be desirous of vainglory. Let's not look to the things of this world. Let's not provoke one another. Let's not make each other angry with one another. Let's not envy one another. Let's not want what somebody else has in a devious type of way. We should be joy, rejoicing with them. Wow, you got a new car? That is awesome. That is so great. Not, let me go out and buy a car better than theirs. So, or they don't deserve that car because that's that's what envying is. When you're looking at somebody and you're not grateful for them, you're not happy for them, it's you are sitting there and wanting, it's a resentment like, oh, they didn't deserve that. How did they get that? They don't do anything. So we don't need to have that type of attitude. See, the Lord will take that out of us and then he gives us the temperance. He gives us uh, peace and patience and gentleness. And then we think good and we want good for others as well. So keep in mind that the Holy Spirit will not reside where he is not welcome. So if you are not welcoming the Holy Spirit in, if you are not cleaning out all of these things that are inside of you, all of these things that are not for you, all these things that are not um, of God and they're full of sin and you you're filling yourself up filling yourself up and, and that also means the things that we watch the things that we listen to if these things are not pleasing to God it's just like um, what happens when you're uh, say I don't know if you've had this happen before or not but I remember when I was a kid and my parents were watching a R-rated movie you know and then um, I come in the room and stuff and they're like, no, 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 no. You can't come in here. You can't come in here. So that's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. Our bodies are saying to him, no, 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 no. You can't come in here because what I'm watching right now is not, not acceptable for you. <laughs> um, what I'm listening to right now would not be pleasing to you. What I'm looking at right now will not be pleasing, but I'm, what I'm taking in my body is not pleasing for you right now. So you need to stay away. I want to fill my body with this alcohol. I want to fill my body with these drugs. And guess what? The Holy Spirit cannot live there because it's a contaminated area. He can't live and move freely with inside of you. He can't live and move freely and, and you be guided by him if you're filled with spirits because the spirits, they're demonic spirits and they're the spirits of these sins as well as spirits. That's why alcohol, if you know this or not, alcohol is called spirits. And the way I found that out is because I worked for a telemarketing company and we would sell um, we would sell magazines to bars and we sold all kinds of magazines. But I just remember learning about the spirit things because the, the book was actually called Spirits. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I found out that spirits is another term for alcohol, because what happens is you you're placing something in your body and that thing is taking over you because when you drink alcohol it either makes you giddy happy and it, it it gives you confidence um it changes who you are or maybe it makes you sleepy so it, it's coming in and taking over and changing who you originally are that's why it's called a spirit and that's what spirits do they come in and change who you originally are so we have to rid ourselves of these things so the Holy Spirit cannot reside where he is not welcome. 
So let's make sure we're keeping our vessels clean, keeping our minds clean, our ears, our eyes, our hearts. So we're purged out of all this stuff and cleaned up. And of course, there'll be times where you might slip up and see something or listen to something and you catch yourself because when you're newly coming into Christ, these things are new for you. And so it's a, it's a training session. It's a learning lesson. And then you'll start feeling like when you start watching the movie, because I know it's happened to me when I start watching the movie and all of a sudden I start hearing the curse words and stuff. Like when I first gave my life to Christ, I was like, oh, it, I felt weird. I felt like, okay, I shouldn't be listening to this, you know? And so it's a training session and then you'll go through the training process and then it'll be like nothing to you. It'll, it's, it's your way of life. It's your worship. It's like, mm, I'm not watching that movie because I know what it contains. I'm not listening to that music. I'm going to stick with my gospel station, my contemporary, because I know that's filling me with good things. So this means that we have to welcome the Holy Spirit, Spirit daily into our vessels. So that's why when we come on this podcast and when I pray, I welcome the Holy Spirit and I want to make sure that the Holy Spirit feels welcome and knows that he is welcome here with us. And that's why I pray for all of us that the Holy Spirit comes into our vessels. That means our bodies, also our homes, also our minds and our hearts, right? And into our spirit. So that's what you want to do every day when you wake up in the morning, give God thanks for another day. Welcome the Holy Spirit into your day. The Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit does is guides you. He directs you. And as you're going along your day, talk to the Holy Spirit. It's talking to God. It's having a conversation. Ask Him to help you along the way that anything that may come up, anything that may come up. And I don't know, you know, people look at me thinking I'm crazy and stuff because I'm like uh, at work and I'm like, Holy Spirit, I know I put this somewhere and I really need to get it to my boss right now. And I do not remember. Holy Spirit, please guide and help me. And then all of a sudden it might take a little bit. It might be instant. Uh, It'll pop in my head. Oh shoot, that's right. It's underneath this paper. It's in the right top drawer, you know? So I'm like, thank you, Holy Spirit. (laughs) So you can let other people think that you're crazy. It's okay. Because as long as you're crazy for God, that's all that matters. So we're going to look together in, um, first Thessalonians 5, 14 through 24. And it says, brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, take tender care of those who are weak, be patient with everyone. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good and stay away from every kind of evil. So... Pardon me, that's my alarm. (laughs) So what is happening here, this is a letter from Paul, and he's letting the brothers and sisters in Christ know, hey, this is what needs to be done. This is what has to be taken care of. This is what, what we need to do towards each other. It says that we should tell those that are lazy, hey, stop being lazy. Remember, well, if you go back to listen to the podcast, laziness. That is one of things that is not pleasing to God. He wants us to be not lazy. He wants us to be umph to do things. He wants us to be excited to get out there and do stuff for him, to live out our purpose, not to be lazy and, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, or I don't want to do this, or I don't want to do that. He wants us to be 
encouraged by one another. Those that are scared or timid, we should be there. We should take care of people that are weaker than us. We should be patient with everyone. Cause a lot of times, you know, patience is something that I have lacked before. They didn't have patience. I was like, oh, come on, you don't get this already? Um, you know, with my child with helping with homework or something, I'm like, we have to go over this five million times. Come on, get it already. Um, but the Lord taught me patience because we all don't learn the same way. Also here it says, Paul tells us that, see, no one pays back evil for evil. So we should not take upon ourselves vengeance. Just because somebody stepped on our toe doesn't mean we need to turn around and step on their toe. Yes, I know it hurts, but you just might want to stay away and pray for that person. Um, just be wise. You know, the Lord wants us not to be lazy. That's why he wants our minds to be spiked up. He wants our minds to read his word and understand who he is so we can understand um, how to take care of things, how to maintain things. He says in his word here, always try to do good to each other and all people, even when they try to do bad to us, because it states in God's word, when you do good to someone that has done bad to you, it's like heaping hot coals on top of their head. Um, and not to do it in a devious type way, but if somebody comes to you and they've mistreated you or you know they, they just have a nasty attitude all the time, you still wanna be in return kind back to them. So example of what not to do. So somebody comes to you and they're like, here, I need this paperwork turned in. Okay, you need to make sure you get this paperwork turned in. And then you can look at them and say, and this is what not to do, keep in mind, sure. I'll go ahead and get that paperwork turned in. No problem. Okay, that's phony and fake. And the Lord doesn't want us to be that way. So here's an example of what we should do. <laughs> Here, you need to get this paperwork turned in. Thank you very much. I'll make sure to get that taken care of right away. And see, even though they're being mean and antsy and pushy towards you, you're showing, hey, I'm calm, I'm cool, I'm collective. Uh, I have the love of God over me. I have the joy, I have confidence that everything's gonna be all right. I have peace, you're all uptight and everything, and that's okay on you, but I'm showing you that I can keep my posture in Christ and show that I don't have to be angry and fussy like this person. I can see, uh, they can see Jesus's light shine through me that I'm calm and sure, I'll go ahead and take care of that right away. And then they're thinking, well, what is wrong with them? How come da 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 da? <laughs> and then that's for them to decide. And then eventually, guess what? They'll say, how can you keep so calm? And you say, because I have the love and joy of Jesus. And I'm telling you, I know it sounds crazy, but it's a proven fact. I've done this before and it has worked. I've tried it both ways and that's why I know that the sarcastic way doesn't work, but definitely the heartfelt true way does work. So going back um, into 1 Thessalonians 5, we're gonna look at verses 16 where it says, always be joyful, never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So it doesn't matter if you have the $20 in your hand or the five, you should rejoice because that is more than what you had before. Even when it comes to bare minimum, bare none, you feel like I don't even have a penny in my pocket. Hold fast to the Lord. That's what he wants from us. He wants to see where our faith is at in him. So we have to trust on him because remember having joy means that we're having confidence. Everything's going to be all right. So do not stifle the Holy Spirit. That means do not push away the Holy Spirit. 
Do not. So basically, when we're keeping the sins in our lives and we're when we're filling our bodies with things that are not of God and the Holy Spirit's not welcome there, you're stifling the Holy Spirit. You're quenching him. You're not allowing him to come in and work through you and do what he needs to do to glorify your life, to give you prosperity, to have abundance. You're blocking that. You're blocking your blessings because you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to come and do what he needs to do to lead and guide you, to get you where you need to be and go, not only for the day, but through life, the plan that God has for you. So also the word says, do not scoff at prophecy. So don't make fun of people that are prophets. Don't make fun of God's word where it says that there will be trials, there will be tribulations, there will be the judgment day coming. And people are like, ha 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 ha, the judgment day is coming. Okay, that's been happening for how long now? But guess what? The Lord has a heart for his people. And so the reason for his patience in this is so that more people can get saved and turn their life to Christ. So it also states here, but test everything that is said, hold on to what is good. So what you want to do is make sure that people are not acting like the first example where they're covering up and, hey, sweetie, how are you doing today? How's it going? And I'm putting on that front. And then all of a sudden when they walk away, I'm like, oh my gosh, she gets on my nerves. So you want to test, test the spirit. So that means that watching what they do do they hold the fruits of the spirit are they being loving are they having joy are they having peace and patience and gentleness and goodness and faith all the time or is it just on saturdays when we gather together and study god's word is it just on tuesdays when we have bible study is it just on wednesdays with prayer or is it sunday through sunday saturday through saturday monday through monday is this person the way they uh, show themselves. Are they like that all the time? Are they like that at work? Are they like that on the street? If I run into them in the grocery store or are they caring? Are they double-minded? Are they carrying two different characters within them? So those are things you want to be mindful of. And the Lord warns us of that. So stay away from every kind of evil. So basically, if you know that something is evil, stay away from it. Don't go to the bar because guess what? There's alcohol there. Uh, don't go see the movie choose a different movie because you know that that one is not appropriate. Uh, we have to, you know, make wise choices. The Lord didn't create us to be dumb and ignorant. He created us to be full of knowledge, full of wisdom and to be smart and educated. So we need to make educated and smart choices, living, excuse me, a life for Christ. He wants the best for us. So that's why he's telling us these things. And it's eight and 23 and 24. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen for he who calls you is faithful. So basically what's happening is what we're learning here is all preparation for when the judgment day comes. So when the Lord sees that we have been faithful, when the Lord sees that we have stayed, stayed away from every kind of evil, when the Lord sees that we have been praying constantly, when he sees the joy in us, when he sees, when he sees those things, guess what he sees? He sees us in him. And when he sees us in him, he knows that you are his and he is yours. And so when we come up to judgment day, then we're going to go to the judgment seat of Christ and not the great white throne. The great white throne are for unbelievers. And that line is when people get cast into hell. So we want to be in the judgment seat of Christ. That line of people we're going to be standing in and around will be 
the judgment seat of Christ. So we'll be rewarded. So as believers, we will be rewarded. So these are nuggets for us to learn. These are lessons for us to learn what to do, how to live for Christ, how to live our best life, how to live our best life. And if you've tried everything else, why not try God? So encouragement to you, continue to be filled daily. You are becoming a disciple of Christ. Pray, not just at mealtime or bedtime, pray throughout your day. Read your scripture, not just on Saturdays when we come together, but daily. In everything, give thanks. So be grateful for all things, whether big or small. Rejoice evermore. That means be joyful. Remember, confidence that everything is going to be all right. Only you can allow the devil to try to take the joy away, but he can't have what God has given to you. Please make sure that you keep that in mind. The devil can't have anything that you don't allow him to have. So be strong, people of God. I encourage you on this day to stand up and be strong. Take these words that were spoken to you today. Trade in your sin for the attributes of Christ. Trade in your sin for a long-lived, prosperous, eternal life. Not, Not here on this earth, of course not, but in eternal heaven with Christ Jesus, God our Father. That's the place we want to be. We need to stop looking like, oh, when I turn 80 years old and then I'm going to be living here. Hey, how about when you turn 80 years old? You don't know if you're going to be here or not, but you can guarantee that you will be in heaven. So thank you, Father God, for this lesson on this day. Thank you for your joy and love. We honor and glorify you so much. Thank you for allowing our ears to be clean and open to receive you on this day. Bless everyone that has listened to this, Father God, and give them the strength that they need to get through each day by going and turning to you. Thank you, Father God, for this opportunity, for this lesson. We love you. We praise you. We glorify you. In Jesus' precious, mighty name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, you can find us on www.youareloveministries.us, all spelled out. We are also on Instagram and Facebook, and we do have a YouTube channel. Look for the heart with the cross through it. Until next time, you are loved.